All right, welcome to the Sports Ethos Los Angeles Chargers podcast. Kickoff week is upon us. Our plan is to get three pods out to you every week after Thursday night, after Sunday night, after Monday night. Sometimes it will be shifted around, but that will be our plan. And starting to open the season is none other than the man we started the offseason with pretty much with the with the previews. With I mean, it was a combined pod, but... Uh, we did that first, the NFC and AFCs. Brandon Furtado, how are you doing today, man? Oh, Rob, I am doing fantastic. New mic setup, too, so. Yeah, yeah, Let us know uh, in our comment section of the mic sounds. But for me, it sounds pretty good. Uh, all right, I'm going to... You Have you, play, you played football, right? Have you played, like, high school or... Uh, Well, gr- growing up, I, uh, I played peewee, and then I tried to play in high school, but it was just... It was too much for me, so... But I, I was a baseball kid growing up I, I think you can help me with this i guess so i'm just i'm just gonna throw this out to you so when you play football right yeah tell me what the word communication means to you just, i mean just, just just tell me that when well like in when you have you know a football team communication is the biggest thing because if no one's on the same page you're not going to win a lot of games and your team's usually going to be awful. So when you like communication is all about just having everyone together as one unit, everybody's on the same page or same script as, you know, NFL script writers would say. <laughs> I love uh, those ads. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, communication is the biggest thing, not just in football, but in sports in general. If you don't have that, you're not going to win a whole lot of games. You're going to be pretty awful because everyone, like you're going to have receivers running different routes you're going to have linemen blocking downfield. You know, you're going to have corners out of position. There's a whole – it's a big mess. And especially – we saw that tonight, but we'll get into that a little bit. That's that's exactly my point. The Chiefs weren't bad today on offense. Yeah. Not well, – and, and I thought Mahomes played bad, but not in the way you expect. Right? I thought Mahomes yeah. played bad, but not in the way you would expect. And the reason why I say this is he made some stupid throws – that he yeah. can absolutely make if his receivers are going to communicate with him in every level, whether it's talking, whether it's route running. This game was bad on offense for the Chiefs, not because the receivers were necessarily bad. Yeah, they dropped a lot of balls late in that game. I, I, we're not, I'm not excusing that at all. But the reason why they lost tonight on offense is because that communication just was not there at all and that includes the defense the linebackers the corners and the safeties and i'm just gonna say that the same problem i had with the chiefs defensively is the same problem i had with the lions defensively linebackers secondary awful yeah on both sides and here's the thing this is what the chiefs do in the first month of the year this is the growing pains they go through they finally lost in september but the reality is I'm not like dramatically hitting the panic button because we know Kelsey's probably going to be back next week. And that was a big part of why they lost tonight, too. And I think he helps with that communication tremendously. We talk about that all the time. But the reality for me is like this is what the Chiefs are in September. Even if they win games, the the linebackers, the safeties, the receivers, it's the same problem we've had the last five years since Mahomes has been starting for them. And guess what? They still find a way to win Super Bowls. 
I figured if the Lions win, this would be our discussion anyway. Yeah. And I think people are going to come in tomorrow and be like, oh, I'm panicking that these Chiefs receivers suck. This like, Chill out. We have this conversation every goddamn September. We had yeah. it last week, at last year at the same time. This is the normal conversation. The only difference is they lost. Yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah. Because every every year that we talk about about this team, it's the same issues. It's it's like we like you just said. It's, it's literally how many times did we say last year their defense is not great. Also, that was a thing too coming into the season. They lost a lot of key starters on that defense, and not, I mean even tonight you got Chris Jones who's holding out. He was sitting in the in the suite tonight watching the game. And by the way, the D line was still very very good. Yeah. That is the only good thing. That's the only, yeah. The only good thing was the one biggest position other than Kelsey. So once they get Chris yeah. Jones back, because we know he's going to come back at some point, that D line is going to be flipping nasty the whole year. Oh yeah. The only the only thing I think that like like I mean, no matter who's who's in their defense, no matter who's in in that, you know, put those guys in the field, it's they're never great. Like and even this year, they even said it tonight during the broadcast. They have a lot of first and second year starters. So Those are like the a, Lions. That's why their yeah, corners played awful. Yeah. yeah how that's how happy were you when CJ Garner Johnson dropped every flipping pick that was in his I, hands? He oh, had I like love three it. of them. <laughs> I love it because you know what's crazy? He didn't play bad, but he played really good. I think. Yeah, he had but, a really but good just, game. But it's like this is a guy who what he co-led the league in interceptions last year. He and missed like he had, three of them today. Yeah, and he missed three of them tonight. And the last one went right through his hands. That could have ended. I mean, I mean, it ended the game anyway, but it like that pick would have been great for him. But I mean, hey, listen, he's gonna get what he's gonna get this year. He's gonna and I, I can't wait for the payback to for him to you know realize the reality of leaving Philadelphia. But I also great... think that dude's gonna have like a ton of picks. I mean, if you're gonna no, do that to Mahomes, yeah. like it's gonna be ridiculous how many yeah. picks that guy's gonna have this year. I mean, it, it depends too because I mean the Chiefs' offense, we just say communication, but their offense just wasn't in sync. A lot of that is uh, see. This is why I said last year, by the way, that Travis Kelsey was the MVP of the Chiefs. This, this your is point what... was proven. Yeah, this is it. This, this is it. This is. This is it. I, that was the that was the one thing I wanted to make clear tonight about the Chiefs' offense. Mahomes was not the MVP last year, and Jalen Hurts. Well, I mean, listen, I'm going to go off on that. Well, on okay, that the Jalen Hurts, but but your point here is valid. Where yeah, uh, I think the big part of the communication issue that I'm mentioning is it's Mahomes and it's Kelsey, and everyone yeah. follows suit because of that. Mm-hmm. The receivers have growing pains. But they build. And that I think that's also going to happen with the Chiefs' D-line this year. Their D-line is going to be really yeah. good. And then their, their secondary and linebackers are going to build. Yeah. And again, I keep going back to the same thing. I'm sitting here going like, I, we, we, Sheen and I even talked about this when we had the preseason show. We're like, we have all these problems with the Chiefs. But by January, is it going to matter? Probably no. not. No. Probably yeah. not. And, and, and that's why I'm sitting here going, like, if this was any other team in the entire NFL, it would be a major problem. But for five years, we had this same issue, and it doesn't matter. It's going to yeah. matter until November and December. But then who it, cares? 
Yeah. People are going to overreact to this and I'm going to be like, bro, who cares? Just wait till January. They're going to be fine. <laughs> like, yeah. Chill. Every everybody like tonight, like, listen, was I happy the Chiefs lost? Kind of just because, you know, someone's got to knock them off their high horse a little bit. But like, that's, that's another problem I think I have with the Chiefs tonight. And I, I kind of sensed it coming to the game like they're going to overlook the Lions. And I feel like they did. And that's that's just that's I mean, yeah, you don't have Kelsey. Yeah, you don't have Jones. But the other guys there, I mean, they're not going to replace that that big of a hole that Kelsey leaves. But these are still guys that are, that are more than capable of handling it. And like tonight, I was it, like, I don't know why. Like on that third and one, right? What's the purpose of running a trick play there? Oh, don't even get me started. But but like okay, but you know who started this? And this is something that if you watch the Lions closely last year. This is what's weird about playing Dan Campbell. And you'll notice this as they go throughout the season with the Lions. And that's part of the reason, I think, in watching them last year, of why they almost made the playoffs. Dan Campbell gives, and I'll just say it, gives no fucks. The dude gives no fucks on anything. I mean, excuse the language, but it's true. And it shows in his interviews. It shows in how he trusts his team. Third and one, he'll do trick plays. Punts, he'll do a fake punt. Fourth downs, he'll go for it. He doesn't care. And then what happens is the other team sees that and goes, oh, crap, if they're going to do that, we're going to have to do that too if we're going to stay competitive. And that happened a lot in the second half of the year for the Lions. Mm -hmm. And it showed tonight. And it's the Dan Campbell effect. It's it's the value of a head coach that believes in his roster a million percent that the yeah. other coach goes, uh-oh, this is the flow of the game. I got to do it. And look, it was Madden-level stupidity for Andy Reid going for it on fourth down there. But that is because of Dan Campbell. That's because of this aggressive-minded yeah. play calling. And again, you might be like, that's ridiculous. Does it actually matter for the flow of the game? It does. It matters a lot to opposing coaches. Because if you don't make those plays and the other team does, guess what? If you get four fourth down, if the Lions get four fourth down conversions and you punt, that's a loss. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. And we've, and we also look at it too, that like, you know, early on before that drive really got kicked off on that fourth and two. They go for it. They're backed up in their own, you know, their 20th. own half of the They're field. They're yeah. their own 20, like twice. Yeah. yeah. And so fourth, I mean, they barely got the first down, but they got it. And you know what's funny? That's what sparked that touchdown drive. That right. turn that otherwise. That drive is a null coach. and void. That drive yeah. is one of the yeah. worst drives of the entire game, probably. Yeah. And that's, and then right there, you're going to give, you're going to flip the field over to the Chiefs with a short field. And they're probably going to go down and, and score. So, you start off seven zero instead of the Chiefs starting off seven zero, and then it just it it was it just continued from there, and then it just it just became kind of a you know one of those things where it's like everything that Dan Campbell did tonight, he just kept the Chiefs off balance. That was the biggest thing I think I saw tonight. It was just Dan Dan Campbell knows how to coach, and I'm so glad that that they had they played like that. Like, we've seen sound bites the whole offseason. He's like, you know, he gets his guys to play for him. That's a big thing. And like people don't realize when you have when you can get 
what you can get unlike unlike the Cardinals and Jonathan Gannon, who those players cannot they're not going to buy into that. Uh, but like you know, Sirianni can get Philly to buy in, you know, to get you know with the program. Dan Campbell does that with the Lions. Good coaches do that. And Dan Campbell this year, I I keep telling people don't sleep on the Lions because we all know they have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, and that was on display tonight too. I mean, you got. You got C.J. Garner Johnson, Aiden Hutchinson. You know, it was like, you know, Goff played well. I mean, not, not, not out of this world, but he played well enough to win. He you is know, it, yeah. Okay, I have a question for you about Goff really quick. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, go ahead. Is he the perfect quarterback for this team? Doesn't uh, yeah. he feel like the perfect quarterback yeah. for this team? How yeah. weird is that? I <laughs> thought about that tonight. I thought about that a bit last year. But tonight yeah. I'm like, wow. He Fits really well. Yeah. Kind of nuts. Like, we saw what he did last year. Last year he had a great year. Like, numbers wise, he, he had like, what was it the best season of his career, pretty much? Yeah. It's like, you know, carrying that into this year, he's he's got, you know, more under his belt. Like, every time I look at Jared Goff, it's like, looking at him now, I almost forget he was the Rams starting quarterback. It doesn't feel like that, right? And because... and like he and he played in a Sean McVay system and he fit. Yeah. But there's just something about Yeah, it's him different. Him in this Dan Campbell system, the offensive coordinator yeah. came back, right? The, the play caller, I think that matters too. Mm-hmm. It's just like he he works with the system and again believing in his players. Dan Campbell believes in Jared Goff. Like hey, believe oh, yeah. in Hayden Hooker doesn't mean anything for the fact that, yeah, Jared Goff, like, they're getting the most out of that contract, number one. And number two, they're getting the most out of him. In a way, I think when when we saw that trade go down all those years ago with Stafford, I don't think we expected this. I don't think we expected him to be the starter and us saying, yeah, he's a viable NFL starter for this roster. And he's been their franchise quarterback basically for three years. And I think that matters. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? When when that whole thing went down, I mean, you know, we were looking at it at that point, like, oh, you know, Stafford, you know, could cement his legacy as a Hall of Famer when it's Super Bowl, he goes and does that. But it's like when we look at the golf side of things, it was like, Oh, Jared Goff's going to Detroit. There's his career in the dumpster. And it was like, Oh, no, it's not. It's actually, it's actually just... great. It's actually yeah. great. It's actually it's like phenomenal. Be- it's like the beginning. Like his career his career feels like it's officially underway now. I mean, it's really weird. Like, yeah, it's like it's like the second half. What I'm saying is, like, the second half of his career feels like it's something versus nothing. Minus those first years in LA, it just feels like something. It feels like we can. It feels like we can come on here week to week throughout this year, especially, and say, like, like I don't have to watch Red Zone on Sundays watching Mm -hmm. Jared Goff and having to think about if he's their starter. Right, I feel like the first couple yeah. years I had to think about that. I I don't have to think about that anymore. Yeah. I'm good. He's their guy, and I'm good with it. I don't have any issues. Yeah, I'm good. It's it's wild, just because, like, it, it's like you know, it's funny. I compare this to it because now that I think about it, we were mentioning the second half thing with his career. It's you know how Mahomes played in the first half of the Super Bowl. He got really limpy. At the end of the first yeah, half, and then, then, and then, then he, he comes out in the second half, and he's on fire. That's what we're seeing with Goff. It seems like in his career, like this is a guy that listen. He did make the Super Bowl, but ever since that Super Bowl loss to the Patriots, which was an, an abysmal game, 
it's like ever since that moment it went down and then it, it just it, it hit the lowest of lows finally when the trade through to, to Detroit came through but it's really that was the greener pasture that he needed but also it took him time in Detroit too because I think him and Cam yeah, were trying yeah. to mesh and figure out the system it took him like a year mm-hmm. and a half yeah it took Maybe him a two. while yeah but I feel good I feel in my in my thing we said this all off season die for the Lions is real the, the, the oh, yeah. free agent moves they made and part of that Stan oh, Campbell yeah. and his system, why they got the free agents they got. This team's going to make the playoffs. The NFC is so bad. There's yeah. no way they don't. I I could see them potentially surprising other teams in the NFC moving forward. They're, they're going to be fine. The they're other, good enough to win that division. Oh, yeah. Oh, I at this point, probably. I think they probably they, win that division. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think we're overreacting about the Lions at all. The high, all off season, you could have said, "Oh, that's an overreaction." We didn't overreact at all. No, they, yeah. we we hit it on the nail yeah. in week one, and I have it's, a feeling it's only going to continue. It's crazy, just because like this is this is a good building block for them because they, you know they missed on a couple things in this game, but week you know first game of the season, week one, you know you really it's kind of like it's week one. I feel like every year at this point almost becomes an extension of preseason. Where it's like okay, a little. I think the first month is like that because because be. we as broadcasters and as fans we sit there and go oh this 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 this, and most of the time just like with the Chiefs, and we say what I said yeah. earlier. This is most of the case for every team too. It's like by December, trade deadline is sometimes a big deal. Like teams change, games change. Yeah. The first month, I think. Already my theme for week one, and we just finished the first game of week one. My theme, I think, for all 32 teams that we're going to end Monday night is growing pains. Yeah. I feel like we're just going to see that. Yeah. And I think that's fine. Yeah. And each each team, if you, if you look at just a quick overview of like all these different teams that like week one of growing pains, you, know, you got the Jets. How's Aaron Rodgers going to look coming out of the gate? Like with the with the Bills, you know, what are they going to look like now that Josh Allen, you know, Mister Madden Coverboy, what's he going to do, you know, to start the season? And is he going to improve? Is he going to you know be turnover happy, Josh Allen, or is he going to be you know MVP caliber, Josh Allen? And then you have, you know, you, I mean, you look at their running back room; they, they they lose Devin Singletary, so I mean, you know, that has a little bit of an impact. You know, they don't have, um, uh, you know, you basically still have to look at that. You have to look at. You know, look at look at where the NFC is right now and what yeah, a mess uh, what a, and what a mess that is. It's wide we open. Could, we could finish Sunday being like I think we might honestly finish Sunday going what the fuck is the NFC? <laughs> like honestly we'll probably end Sunday going what what what? I yeah. I think we'll probably be like that for about a month. Yeah. Like it's, it's just It's I, like it's just going to be like that. And that's okay. That's the reality of it. But I also think Shane brought this up in one of our messages earlier this week. And I think it's true. Every single NFL team has some type of flaw. Yeah. Some type of like significant issue. And we're not going to overview it here. All 32 teams. We did it. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's like every team has a significant issue and we're going to see it on full display on Sunday and on Monday and probably for the rest of the month. Yeah, and that's just the reality of it. That that that's why, like, you know, we can sit here all off season, and even after Super Bowl last year, we we're all saying, "Oh, who's gonna go back to the Super Bowl next year? Like, who's gonna make it next year?" And it's like, 
we like you know at this point looking at how this game turned down and kind of sitting here with the realization of oh yeah it is going to be these growing pains i say that like you, you know usually people will start making predictions after week one you know getting trigger happy with that or it's like you know the week one overreactions on monday the monday morning quarterbacks and things like that but this is like the first season where it's like we have to kind of hold off making any Super Bowl predictions until like Thanksgiving. You know, it's funny that you say that because this was the reality last year. When did we actually start understanding all 32 teams last year, week 14, maybe? It took yeah. us like 14 flipping weeks. Oh, I knew what I knew where Philly stood, though. I, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> minus that. I mean, there's not yeah. there wasn't many that we knew. Yeah, and yeah, like, well, yeah, I think it could be even worse. I think we could get to sixteen or seventeen and be like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah, like it's this, just yeah, gonna this be is... weird. Like, we said but it's it gonna all. be fun. It's just gonna be it's, weird. Yeah. It's gonna be fun because just a crapshoot. So it's gonna be literally, literally, like, like we said in the off season, like we, we were talking about back and forth. You know, there's what 10, 12 teams competing for seven spots in the AFC, and then the yeah. NFC, and then the NFC. I mean. I mean, not just as an Eagles fan, but it's just the truth as of right now. It's it's the Eagles and everybody else. But so even like, then, but even then, do you think you'll finish September with the Eagles and say, "Yikes," with some I, of the I, stuff I that you guys do? Because I yeah. feel like that's also going to happen. I, I feel like, like every team. I feel like every team is going to sit at the end of September and go, "Yikes." Yeah, I really I feel that stand. way. Like, you know, I, like, even the Eagles, which I think are clear number one seeds, I think even you guys are gonna be like, "Yikes!" With yeah. something. Yeah, like I don't even want to go into it in, in, in too much depth. I mean, we might later on, but it's the biggest question mark all all off season for Philly was linebacker safety. And, and that, that's what. And that, by the way, that's what we saw tonight with both the Lions yeah, and the Chiefs. Yeah, it's literally what we saw. Like it's that's, just that's the reality. That's why I'm scared for for. I mean, I'm not scared of playing the Patriots because uh, who's gonna, who's going to torch them? Devontae Parker, get real. Uh, uh but, yeah. But still, like you know what I mean. Like you know, they also have a new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai. So it's like you have to figure out like what's his scheme going to look like versus Jonathan Gannon, who it was way. It's going to be a way different thing because I heard that Desai likes to be more aggressive. Plus, he had when he was with the Bears, they had like one of the best defenses in the NFL. It's like back in what 16, 2016, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. So, so you know, that's one thing to look forward to. So it's like, yeah. It's so, just an example, right? It's just an example yeah. of just like, look at this. And they, yeah. this game, I think we come out of it going, yeah, these two teams are a mess. But yeah. by Monday night, we're going to be like, everybody's a flipping mess. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. a mess. Yeah. And like. Because like they all have, like, like we keep saying, they all have question marks. Like you can find at least going one to big question mark. Nobody and nobody's going to solve them. I can promise no. you, yeah. nobody's going to solve them in September. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to solve them at all. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, like, like, like you said, like, we're not going to talk about all 32 teams, but then you, know, you go, you go into the, the, the second Thursday game, which is my Eagles against, against the Vikings. And it's like, but the Vikings in general, they lost Dalvin Cook. You know, what, you know, what's going to happen now that you don't basically don't have much of a running game. So, Will Alexander Madison take care of that, right? Yeah. Like that's just an example, right? There's so yeah, many. But he, yeah, but he's not Dalvin Cook. We know that. Like, yeah. you know, like he's he's good, but it's like Dalvin Cook was your was your your backup plan. You know, it was your guy pretty much to round out that offense because you had Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, who statistically he's fancy, he's not good, but statistically he is still a good quarterback. 
and then you have Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne. Now you have Jordan Addison, so that's a different look now. And then yeah. now you but you lose Dalvin Cook. So yeah. it's you know, there's their question mark right there is, is how is Alexander Madison gonna look and how's Kirk Cousins gonna look. Right. But and also, also, can they? And then also, can they win? You know, can they do better than just winning every single one-score game possible? Or every like... single game by a flipping point? Yeah, yeah. I and and I'll go to the running backs tonight. The Lions RB one is David Montgomery, fantasy player. Oh yeah, it's oh, David yeah. flipping Montgomery. And by the way, I came into fantasy this year being like, as much as I love Jameer Gibbs, and that boy is explosive. And yeah. that shit's exciting, and it's great, and I'm hype. David Montgomery's their number one, and yeah. fantasy owners are going to have to sit on it probably for a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, Montgomery. That's, yeah, it's crazy because I I didn't expect much out of Montgomery, and then I realized, oh wow, the Lions have an offensive line, something that that Chicago doesn't have. <laughs> yep. So, there you so go. There you I was go. like. I was like, oh, and then we saw tonight Montgomery, you know, looked pretty good behind the Lions offensive line. And it's like and, and again, I'm not saying Gibbs didn't look good. He did. Both of them looked excellent. Yeah. But Montgomery is their Montgomery is the clear, yeah, he's the clear RB1. And then on the flip side, I don't know what the Chiefs are doing at running back. Because... They don't they don't have to do anything, is the is the is yeah. the answer. They don't have to do yeah. anything. They don't. They me, don't have to do anything. Once Kelsey comes yeah. back next week, we're not going to have this conversation. Yeah. See, I I'm just also bitter because Pacheco didn't do what I thought he was going to do tonight. So, I, I'm how much did he, how much did he score for you today? Uh, I will check right now on on sleeper. He got me. Wow, wow. He didn't even break ten points. He was supposed to get. He was projected to get eleven point eighty eight. He got nine point four. Jesus. Oh yeah, my God. that was not what I wanted. Yeah. That's all right, because Bucker made up for it. Bucker had 12 points tonight. Oh, yeah. He, he had a good night. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's – okay, so I, we're going to play a couple of games today. We're going to play a couple of games. Our first game – so this is this we're going to do this every, like, Thursday or Friday when yeah. we record the pod after Thursday night or Friday whenever we decide. Yeah. So it's normally going to be Thursday or Friday. The game is, I'm gonna if you're if you have NFL Sunday ticket or NFL Red Zone, what are the three games you're watching? That is not the big Fox game, which this week is Bears Packers for some reason. Ugh. Sorry to do this to you, Brandon, but Eagles Patriots, you can't pick them <laughs> because they yes, Jim Nance and Phil Sims are doing it, Ugh. and so they're out. Sunday night football is out. Monday night football is out. What are the three games? If you have NFL Sunday ticket, if you have NFL red zone, what are the three games that are not the top on all of the networks, not the number one broadcast crew that you are recommending fans to keep an eye on and watch the most on Sunday? See, this is going to be interesting because as somebody who still has some ties to cable and stuff. I I don't have red zone. I don't, I don't have Sunday ticket, but I, yeah, I know how the games work and things like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm buying red zone this year. So that's so, how much in the chargers this year on red zone. So, so we're not counting the four thirty games pretty much on either channel. 
So uh, we're not we're not counting. So the games we are not counting. Just 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 for clarification of the game, the okay. games we are not counting and will not talk about are Packers Bears on Fox in the afternoon. Yep. Eagles Patriots in the afternoon on CBS. Yep. Cowboys Giants on Sunday night and Bills Jets on Monday night. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so all Those, the, all, the, all the prime time pretty much. All the, all the number one on every single network game. Yeah, we don't oh, count man. them. It's oh god, because I'm I'm looking at the the block of games, and oh man, like nothing, nothing right now, especially in the early windows, nothing is like standing you out. The, you can pick the one twenty fives because there's a few that are not number one. So actually, you know what game I probably am most excited for. Uh, I mean, we can pick three, right? So but, top three, top three. Actually, let's take a break. Have you think about that and we'll come back. Okay. Let's take a break and come back with that segment. Top three games, not including the big ones on the network. So we'll be right back shortly. All right, we're back from break. All right. What is uh? What are you thinking for your picks for our... Three, I don't know what we're going to call this. Three games that the national TV networks think you shouldn't watch. There you go. So, national TV is wild. So I'm so glad that I actually had a chance to think this over. Because, <laughs> like, like to pick three games this weekend was so hard because a lot of them just flat out suck. A lot of them are really bad. <laughs> so, a lot of them are really bad. I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, boy, I have to come up with three. But I actually, but I ended up, I ended up coming up with three. But it, it my God, you have to do it in order. You have to yeah. one through three. You have to pick them in order. Well, I got, I'll, I'll go from three to one. So I'll go like the third. Then it's no, do the first. first. Do the first oh, and first. go down. Oh, so like you know, the one that barely makes the cut goes last. Yes. All right. Barely so. makes the cut is right for a week like this. <laughs> it basically is. Uh, so number one game, I went back and forth on it, but. I know which one you like, and because I know what what kind of pod we're on, so I I kind of know wh- where you're gonna go. So actually, I'm gonna change it up and say my first one that I'm looking forward to is Niners Steelers. That's my number two. Yeah, that's, that's my number two. Go that's, ahead. That's, that's why my putting, number two. That's, that's my why, number two. That's why I wanted to put it out one. Okay, but that's uh, my number two. Go ahead. Let's talk about yeah. that game because that that's my number two. That game is interest is interesting. Well, for you know, for fantasy owners, a lot of people pick the Niners anyway. And the Niners are, are a team that made the NFC Championship game last year. Um, you know, Brock Purdy's back; he's fully healthy. He looked good in preseason. Uh, you know, Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Russ goes on and on. George Kittle. Um, you know, the Niners are going to do what the Niners do. They're just a good team. But don't sleep on the Steelers because Kenny Pickett has a deep connection with his guys now. He's another year. Kind of, this is like really his first fresh – this is a fresh start for him. Uh, Pat Firemuth, great tight end, underrated tight end. Um, Very underrated. Uh, George Pickens, I mean, the guy can catch everything. Uh, you know, Najee Harris is there. Najee Harris, you know, he's going to have to factor into that offense big time this year. Uh, that game is also in Pittsburgh, which I'm glad that I don't have to see another game in San Fran. Um so that to me, that plays a big part of it. Uh, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, obviously great, great safety. Um, 
uh, you know, list goes on and on. But those, like, dude, the two teams are very, are very comparable when you think about it. When they have like, doing you know, with their strengths, they both have young quarterbacks. They both have really good tight ends. Uh, you know, Steelers do have a better running back room just because you know the, the Niners kind of you know rotate with their running backs and they use Debo Samuel and the rushing packages. Um, but you know. They, they people don't think they match up well, but they kind of do a little bit, and that's kind of why I like this game. And I, you know, I think the Steelers can surprise people this year, just like the Lions. You know, people, I mean, the Lions have hype into the season, but the Steelers can fly under the radar. And remember, this is a team that does that never finishes under five hundred. So this is a team that can make noise this year if the guys kind of you know can show up, and perform, they can, can build off of what they kind of started last year. So that's why that's my number one. This game has all the makings of like what I said when we when we talk about the Thursday night game, the opening, the kickoff game. The kickoff game normally, this is like the first year the kickoff game has never felt sloppy. We rarely yeah. had any penalties. Yep. But Niners Steelers over the years, if you watch their games closely, they're always a sloppy mess, whether yeah. it's weather, whether it's the defenses. They're a sloppy but insanely entertaining mess of a game. Yeah. And this, is, I think, is 100% going to be that. And, and that's the, why it's number two. And, like, a lot of people will, like, will look at that, like, from an outside perspective, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, the Niners will steamroll them. The, the Steelers are a team that never gets blown out. Never. From what I can remember, they don't get blown out. You know what so, the line is for this game on ESPN what? right now? San Francisco minus two and a half. That is bang Wow. Up. That's yeah, bang that's, on. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's bang on. This is probably going to finish as a three point game. The yeah, Niners are not going to steamroll that that at all. No. There's no yeah. way. Yeah. The bet the betting lines are usually what I go by because I know like you always hear fans be like, "Oh, who takes the Steelers seriously?" I'm like, "Well, if you watch football, you should take them seriously." <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like this is a year you absolutely can take them seriously for eight. Oh yeah. Even though I yeah. don't think they'll actually have a positive record, they're going to be entertaining every week. And yeah. this game is going to be really entertaining. Yeah. Really entertaining, especially with the young quarterbacks. That's what I'm excited to see the most. Absolutely. Got to go. So my number two is my number two is probably going to be your number one. Yes. <laughs> because it's Dolphins Chargers. Can I start on this? Yeah. This is not bias at all. Because when I saw the schedule, I was like, Fuck, I hope Jim Nance and, and Tony <laughs> Romo are at this game. They are not at this game, and I get yeah. why they're not. Yeah. But I am so upset for the rest of the I'm upset I don't even get it here in Seattle. I'm gonna watch a red zone and just have it on my computer because yeah. god damn, this is the best game in the entire weekend. Yeah. This is a excellent test yeah. for a Chargers team. So not only Kellen Moore. But what the hell does this offense do in the fourth quarter with yeah. five minutes left? You can see this game being like 17-13. Yeah. Chargers are down or something crazy like that. Yeah. What do they do with five minutes left in the fourth quarter? You cannot watch this game and then turn it on in the fourth quarter. No, and yeah. be like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And and that that's how we're going to learn about the Chargers in the first month. It's not yeah. what they do in the first three quarters. It's what they do in the fourth quarter fourth. with Kellen Moore, yeah, as the offensive it, coordinator. And and like it's, there's there's a couple storylines going into this game. Like you know you have Jalen Ramsey now, um, 
you know, that's, I mean, Jalen, wherever Jalen, wherever Jalen Ramsey goes, the TV cameras should follow, which is, I mean, well, another reason. Well, he's not there till December. Well, that's, that's true, a big but thing. But I'm, saying, but I'm saying, you know, he is still in Miami. Um, but still, I mean, like, you know, so not, not for the game. I'm saying just in my, just having his presence in Miami is enough to get fans excited for a game like this, even though he's right. not, you not there. They're going to be um, so, it's going to be so interesting to see where they're at in December when he comes back. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's big. I mean, and the, the big storyline, obviously the big question mark is how healthy is Tua going to be? That and, first, know, that first major hit is going to give me a yeah. heart attack. Yeah. Like it is that, gonna give me a heart attack. Yeah. Like you know, like we know what Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle can do. That's that's not a problem. You know, Raheem Mostert's there. Um, and he's he's more than serviceable. Um, but it's it's all about the health of Tua and then on the Chargers side, yeah. What's gonna happen in the fourth quarter? And also, are the Chargers receivers actually gonna be healthy because they never seem to be for Justin Herbert? It, so this year it doesn't matter. And the reason why, and the reason why it doesn't matter is Quentin Johnson. Yeah, yeah, that's because yeah, I, gonna, yeah. I think at some point, like maybe week ten or twelve, right, ten to twelve, something like that, they're going to be banged up at receiver. It happens yeah. every year. Yeah, and guess who's going to step up? Johnson. If, and you know what's if, funny? If, if any, if any of those two receivers go down, pick up Johnson number one on your waiver wire in fantasy. Because that guy's had an amazing camp. Everything I've heard out of Chargers camp, yeah, phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal. So and that dude's going to be wide receiver three. Yeah, and I remember there was a preseason game that they were on TV. I forget which week it was, and they had all cameras glued on him. And they said he's really like I heard that he really impressed well in camp. He really, you know, he he's has stepped up in his role. Like you know what's funny, he. Because given the health of Ken Allen, Mike Williams, those guys, and how they're like almost never healthy, I could honestly say my dark horse pick for offensive rookie of the year is Quentin Johnson. Yeah, that's and see again, we're not being biased here. That's a really good pick for yeah. dark horse. That is really, really good. Yeah, that that's a very, dark very horse good. there. It very, so that, very so, good. That's why that game is is number two. So I wasn't gonna pick it number one because I knew you were gonna put that at one. Yeah, I mean but... it's not even me being biased. Like when I saw the schedule, I was like, oh yeah. my god, that is the yeah. best game of the entire weekend. Yeah, it's just That's... a phenomenal yeah. game. Yeah, Every I only level. I only put it to I only put it at two just because. Also, you knew because, I was gonna put it at one. <laughs> yeah, also because I have bias because there's a lot of Niners and a lot and there's there's Pat Fryermuth on my fantasy team. And so I had to. I had to go. That's gonna be one thing boys. we'll be a little biased on his fan. I have three leagues. I don't know how biased I can be when I have three leagues. Yeah. And then the last game that barely makes the cut for me, and this is where we could be completely different because now at this point, it's just a crapshoot. Because really, it's it's really two games that are good, and then the other ones are just like, oh. But yeah. for me, for me, and it's only because. I'm excited to see how they build off of last year. It's Jaguars Colts. That's my oh three. Oh my god. My my three really? is Jaguars Colts. And you know why? Because Anthony Richardson is their starter. So Yeah. It's so it's a good thought. I want to see what Anthony Richardson does. I want to see you know, I, I basically want to see if he's capable of finally, you know, going up against ones and being an, an accurate passer because he struggled in preseason. We know he can run. 
Trevor Lawrence can run himself, but Trevor Lawrence is going to be great again this year. It's just that's what Trevor Lawrence does. Like the Jaguars are going to build off last year, and just Jaguars Colts is just, you know, that's in Indy. It's not in Jacksonville. Uh, you know, Shane Steichen's there in Indy. My boy Shane Steichen. Uh, so you know that kind of gives me a little bit of, of anticipation to see how he kind of rolls things out for Anthony Richardson. So that game, just because I want to see. What the Jaguars look like week one, building they're off gonna of last be amazing. year. They're going to be amazing. I'm telling you right yeah. now, they're going to look phenomenal. Also, and they're going to look so good. It's another, it's another, another fantasy thing for me. I have Travis Etienne. I want to see what Etienne does. This I have year. Lawrence in two of my leagues and Etienne in one of them. But not just that. Not just that. Not from a fantasy perspective. This Jags team is going to make noise in the. AFC. Oh yeah, they're oh, going yeah. to make noise in a bad division. This team is very good top to bottom, especially offensively. Calvin Ridley, I think, is going to have a really good year, too. I think Christian Kirk is still really underrated. He's great in Jacksonville. Great fit. This offense is so fun, and they're going to be fun all year long. And it's going to start in Indy because they're going to have a fun offensive showcase, I think. Yeah, that's why it's my three, just because it's, it's not great. But when you kind of dig into it a little bit, it, it has the potential to be in at least a halfway decent game. So, because when you look at the rest, like, what is really going to stand out? Well, what actually, what's your third? Cardinals Commanders. No, fuck off. No way. Oh, oh God, please don't don't wish that on. Listen, I wouldn't wish that game on my worst enemy. That is awful. The only thing that's great about that game is Sam Howell. I'm really excited to watch him. Oh yeah, and the fact that and the fact that Jonathan Gannon couldn't fire up a bunch of you know, like if Jonathan Gannon, Jonathan Gannon literally would put me would put a senior like I want to bring he Jonathan Gannon. He I would literally bring, put me to sleep. If if there's if there's a nap, to, you know how like little kids have nap time in school. If, yeah, Jonathan Gannon would be the best teacher, I, right? I would love for Jonathan Gannon to be if if I growing up, I would love for Jonathan Gannon to be my teacher during you know in first grade. Because my guy, he would have put me to sleep. Just give, give that same speech to every single person. Put him to sleep instantly. Oh my but, god, I have like six games. I have six games for my number. Like, I have a lot. There's In total, I have like six good games here that I'm just peeking. That wow. we might just go through. Really quickly, before I give you my third. Is Anthony Richardson going to have the most interceptions of any rookie quarterback this year? Oh, I can almost bank on it. I will almost bank on that just because I think that's a very clear because he's we, just raw. I'm yeah. not even saying this because he's bad. He's just going to be raw as a we, passer. We said it even even as he was declaring for the draft. We knew he was going to, you know, go somewhere in the top 10. You know, when we when we heard Anthony Richardson come out of college, everybody said the same thing. He is a project because that's exactly yeah. what he's going to be. Like yeah. so he's going to struggle a lot with yeah. throwing like he just yeah. is and yeah. it's and people are gonna probably in week one be like this guy's trash no it's, yeah. just, it's just what he's gonna be for like at least a month maybe two yeah that's what he's, it's gonna be and he doesn't yeah. have jonathan taylor back there yeah that's, like that's a big part of that that's a big issue like yeah. they he's going to struggle a lot yeah, yeah. he's I, going to struggle i can guarantee you is it? Is it? I mean, listen. I know it's crazy, but we could honestly probably see by the end of the season 
because of no Jonathan Taylor, pretty much, and also the fact that Richardson's not going to be able to really throw that much. I mean, coming out of the gate, we just that's what we think. I don't know why, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, this guy could literally finish top ten in rushing. Yeah, probably <laughs> because <laughs> because he's he, he's just all legs right now. He's just so, raw, and like, he's and he's gonna look at his first. He's gonna be like early Cam Newton kind of right, where it was like. Yeah. First read isn't there, yeah. second read isn't there, go. And that's what a lot of young yeah, quarterbacks just, just are run. coming in the league. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. My pick, another AFC West pick, but it's kind of fair. Horn boy versus trash boy. Jimmy Garoppolo versus I, Russell You know what's Wilson. fun? I was thinking really, of... I, I, I like that a lot. I was thinking of making that game my third. But then when I was like, but I was like, I don't want to sit through porn boy and then russell and then russell wilson and his just his absolute nutcase of a of a saga that he's having in in denver i was like listen it's interesting because of the of you know of both quarterbacks having you know different personalities all this kind of stuff like all that stuff but i was like no i'm not gonna pick that game just because i don't care even if even if it's a you know raiders broncos you know those games are usually sloppy anyway but it's like I don't want to sit through Russell Wilson being garbage again. I really don't. So here's like, my thing. Here's my thing with this game, right? First off, the main thing with the Raiders and I don't know what's going on with Chandler Jones. I was going to talk about Chandler Jones today, but honestly, yeah, it's that's, really that's... it's really bad. Like yeah. I'm really worried for his health. It's it's more concerning, and honestly, I just hope he's okay. Yeah that's, that's, how I, yeah, that's how I feel about that mm-hmm. right now. I think you feel the same way. Yeah. That's how I feel about that right now. I'm not worried about him playing. Just get well. Yeah. It, I want to see what this Jimmy Garoppolo, Devontae Adams connection looked like. Yeah. Because I was, I was holding off on it in fantasy drafts. It could be really good. Yeah. And we may just all have missed it. Like, it could be really, yeah. really good. Because him and yeah. Derek Carr, I mean, obviously the connection is there, but it could be pretty damn good. And I could yeah. 100% seeing it being really, really good. Yeah. it's And it's crazy because we look at it and we're like, like people all, you know, seem to forget too. Like, like even though Jimmy G is not a fantasy god, but in terms of just in, re, in terms of real life football, Jimmy G had a good connection with Debo, you know, had a good connection. Like he got the most that he could in San Francisco. And what's the most he can get out of a top three to five wide receiver? Exactly. It's it's, it's even even better. It's the moon. Honestly, it's the moon. It's going to be exciting. It's it's really, really awesome. I I think he has the potential to just be an awesome late afternoon situation every week. Yeah. That was was why I was considering picking that game because I I was having that same thought. I'm like, hmm, Jimmy G to Demise Adam is going to be interesting. But I'm like, wait a minute. I don't want to watch Russell Wilson. <laughs> so and, and it brings and now you bring me to the Russell Wilson point. Sean Payton has clearly had enough. He's <laughs> he's like, I've had enough. And <laughs> I'm and by the way, not only the quotes this week, the entire offseason. It yeah. was just like you all, and obviously he kind of said it in no uncertain terms to a Jets OC, honestly, kind of well deserved, but you're not on a Fox booth. And he said yeah. it himself. Um, the reality is that was 
he, Sean Payton inherited a terrible culture, yep. a roster that's just filled with a terrible culture that was honestly led by Russell Wilson. Yeah. And he's coming in there and saying, look, I'm going to put you in your place. And if you don't listen to me, guess what? I have a backup quarterback that I signed the first day of free agency. Right. Yeah. And who I for, why am I forgetting who it is um, right now? Uh, um, yeah, it's I know who you're talking. I just gotta. I, I for I, I I was gonna mention this point, and I'm like, I don't even fucking. It's it's the first day of the season, guys. Give us a break. Yeah, um, we're not we're not versed. We're not, we're right not in prime. We're not in prime right now. Oh, Jared oh, Stidham. Jared Stidham. Yeah, he signed him day one in free agency for a reason. Right, and he actually like, looked good in preseason. He did. He looked really good. <laughs> and so the a huge reason why we didn't do preseason is we didn't talk preseason ball on the show because number one, we did like a five hour show. It's a, that's yeah. fine. Uh, number two was a, something I had to do, which we'll talk about in our post credit scene today. And number three, it's preseason. We don't give a crap. I'm sorry. We don't, <laughs> but the, the one thing in preseason, the one thing that I saw preseason week one. And I just, before I was like, I'm done with preseason. Bye. I'll see you guys today. Like, bye. The one thing I saw was Broncos, Cardinals, and that offensive line looking abysmal against the Cardinals' second stringers and third stringers. And Russell Wilson just looking just completely out of place like he did last year. And I'm sitting here going like, and here's, and here's, here's how I feel about the Broncos right now. Even with everything Sean Payne's trying to do, I can't see that changing. Yeah, I really cannot. I really can't. And a lot of that's just because that offensive line is abysmal, but also just Russell Wilson just looks like his head's in the clouds. Yeah. And I don't think that I don't think that changes just because of a Hall of Fame head coach. I just don't think it should. But with him, I just don't think it does. Yeah, like we were, we were saying. Remember, we were saying when he first came in, we we're like, "Oh, if anybody can fix Russell Wilson, it's Sean Payton." But, I'm not sure if that's true, but now I really am not sure that's true. But I'm saying, but now it's like it's now there's now now it doesn't seem like it's going to happen at all. Almost, I mean, we could shock if they could shock the world and something miraculous happens, and Russell Wilson be, turns back the hand of time, and Sean Payton gets him on on the same page. But I don't think it's gonna. It's gonna happen, but there, you know, there was the car. I mean, I, I remember I made the point when when he came in. You know, if anybody can fix Russell Wilson, it was Sean Payton because I mean, the guy, you know, him and you know, he's worked with Drew. He worked with Drew Brees for so many years. Got a Super Bowl out of that. Should have had more. But, but Drew Brees is one of the most level-headed quarterbacks in NFL history. Yeah. That is why he's a future Hall of Famer here in yeah. five years. Yeah, but that's you know what I, like, I mean. Yeah, that's see, the like, difference. Yeah, but see, like I was thinking, like you know, Sean Payton's track record, like Sean Payton is also level-headed. Yeah, that's why I was like, maybe he can kind of calm Russell Wilson down and make make him, you know, make him a life. human. Yeah, I want to see yeah. him. I want to see his post-game press conference just be human. Oh Lord, it's it. I don't, and I don't think it's possible at this point. But it's just like, uh, I mean, like if you know who I feel really bad for because he's he's stuck on a bad team. Jerry Judy. Yeah, he want he was that there were trade rumors for a reason in the offseason. Yeah. Say that. Like he deserves better. He yeah. he actually is a good wide receiver. He's just on an 
they all deserve team. better. Cortland Sutton, all those guys. Oh yeah, Cortland Sutton does too. But 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 like you know, Pat Sutan too, Pat Sutan. But they, you know, it's it's just like oh, oh it it's just Russell Wilson. I I, I we've talked about him so much last year. I'm scared to talk about him this year. I don't want to. <laughs> exactly. But we probably are going to have to on Sunday or Monday. We're probably uh, going to have to. Oh, uh, I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, other games that didn't make the cut for me, uh, Bengals-Browns. We know there's going to be a fight. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bucks-Vikings. I think that's interesting. I want to know where the Bucks are at. I want to know where the Vikings are at. Another uh, Titans-Saints. I love the Saints yeah. this year. Yeah, I love where they're headed. The Titans. I was thinking Titans Saints. I love where the Saints are at. I think they honestly easily win that division. Yeah, even though I like the Falcons as well, I I think should have a fun game against the Panthers. The Titans, I don't I don't know. When are you going to Will Levis? Probably in a few weeks. Yeah, I think I think that's probably going to happen sooner rather than later. And you still have Malik Willis there. How the hell is that going to work? I don't know. I almost forgot. Yeah, what they going to do with him? Yeah, yeah. We have mayonnaise boy and runner boy. I guess I don't know. Uh, you know this guy puts mayonnaise in his coffee. I love that. Yeah. I want to try that. Oh, uh, I, I, I don't care how I don't care how weird you are. You can never be as weird as as Will Levis saying, "Yeah, I put mayo in my coffee." All right. Yeah. Um, all right. So we 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 I we had this whole joke um in our previous employer relevant. And I, I made we were doing your Eagles pod, and we we had this joke about pot cookies. I don't yeah. even know how this started, so I yeah. don't know if we're are we allowed <laughs> to talk about this. I mean, I put explicit in the title. I, I guess we are allowed to. It shouldn't be any problem. Basically, the re- so yeah. the pot cookie game of the week. Can you kind of explain? Because I forgot <laughs> what 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 is our can oh. we come up with? Can this is your thing? What yeah. is the official rules for pot cookie game of the week? So for for me, the the pot cookie uh game of the week, or you know the the, the longer uh, t- uh, title we had for it at first was pot cookies and milk. Uh, I think that became around. I think that was a Christmas time. It was joke a Christmas. It was a, so so, yeah. so the hit. There we go. That's the history of it. Is that we were something with like I think it was like an Eagles thing or something where we're talking about Santa Claus because the Eagles were playing on Christmas that year. Yeah. And you and I did a pod on Christmas. Honestly, we're probably going to do a Christmas pod because you're <laughs> you got Boston Scott going up against the Giants on Let's Christmas go, Day. Baby. Uh this year. Oh, so we it. probably will end up having to do one on Christmas just for that. Yeah. Um, but it was it was something yeah, it was just like Santa and it, we, we had this whole thing. Maybe it was like a Boston Scott thing. It was, it's like giving but, like Santa Claus pot, which Well the whole the whole thing I forget. I'm not promoting smoking or eating weed. That's not why we're doing this. This is a joke. It yeah. is purely a joke. Chill. Yeah. I'm just because, saying that. And because I've never touched it myself, so it was just a joke anyway. It's a uh, joke. Uh but it was the whole premise of it was because like if a game was so bad that it like it put you to sleep. Or pretty much that it was like, if it was a game that was just so undesirable that nobody should watch it, that was the whole thing we kind of made based around it. it. Was like, yeah, this is the pot cookies game of the week. This is the pot cookies and milk game of the week because this is just like the most awful game in, in uh, during the season. So I have, like, I have, a, I have a question. I have an honest yeah. question for you. Yeah. Does this segment even make sense when the Cardinals are probably going to be our top pick every week? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that. I'm like, as because literally, as I saw 
Cardinals. Commanders. And I well, made that I, joke. Yeah. And we did that. Yeah. But I was saying, when I saw that, even when we, when we took our break and I was thinking of the three games, I'm like, well, I know which game I'm definitely not picking. <laughs> it's not going to be that one because that one is terrible. But like, that's my God. Oh. I, I'm scared that we're just going to pick the Cardinals every week and then we're going to have to get rid of the segment. Yeah, because like uh, because like lo- look at look at the schedule for week 1. Is there a worse game on that schedule than that one? Unless the Cardinals have a good stretch of games by November, I'm going to do an omission for Pot Cookies game of the week. I pick like the next like the next worst one. Uh, we can for Pockey's game of the week, at least until the end of September, at least until we get one month of Cardinals football, we cannot pick a Cardinals game. That's interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm sorry, Cardinals fans. Your team is ass, and you know it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, They'll no, even say it. I know a Cardinals we, fan. Yeah. So so, and it's funny because he. I don't know why he's a Cardinals fan. He grew up in North Jersey, just like I did. I have no idea. I, I I asked him like years ago. I'm like, why are you a Cardinals fan? Why are you torturing yourself? But like, your only good quarterback in your existence was Kurt Warner. Um, but like, and and what? And like, like two years of Carson Palmer. But like, it's like I even said to him. I said, do you realize that your team is not worth watching this year? He's like. I know he's like, but I'm going to be a masochist this year. He's like, he's like, I'm going to test my pain threshold because this <laughs> team is, this team is going to make me grieve every single week. I said, yeah, I know. So I'm, 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 I'm uh, okay. So I'm just going to tell you this as well. Your yeah. quarterback, by the way, Sam Howell, very excited to watch. Yeah. I'm excited. Very for excited. Very excited. I think he's actually going to be really good. Yeah, I think he's gonna be really good. Underrated. I think I think he has a chance to be their franchise quarterback. Absolutely. Your starting quarterback was announced two days ago. Two days ago, <laughs> for Arizona Cardinals, and it is Josh Dobbs. I love Josh Dobbs as a backup. Oh for my astronaut God. himself, your rocket scientist, by the way, himself, God. Josh Dobbs, is your starter. So yeah, for the first month of the NFL season, for the whole month of September. We cannot pick a Cardinals game. We cannot. Oh, God. So we have to it's, take another game. It's so, well, so, well. So what's your pick? This is so for for week one. Pot cookies game of the week. Brandon's oh, pick with our omission. You agree to this, right? First month. Yeah. No Cardinals games. That's fine. That's fine. Uh. Looking at this, oh my god! Um, because <laughs> it's a really bad one. I can pick like so five. even even with the second <laughs> even with the second one, it's still it's still great. Oh my god! Uh, you know what? I, and it's it's gonna you know it's gonna piss the the old time you know football people execs off. Packers Bears. Thank you, God damn, Packers Bears. Because my God, the number one Fox game is the worst game on Fox's schedule. Oh oh my God! Because I think Jordan Love is going to play terrible. I think he's going to be so bad. And then, like, listen, Justin Fields. I like him. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like coming into this season, he's way overhyped. I do know. No, I have by the okay, this is not a this is a semi hot take, not really. 
top five MVP candidate at the end of the year, Justin Fields. Wow. I see. I, I'm well, ve- I think he's going to be really good. It's, I it's think important. he's going to be awesome. Oh, he's well, I mean, the first step was last season. He was a fancy god last year. I, I again, uh, I, I'm, I know the Bears are not going to have a good record. I, yeah. my bold prediction for the season is that see, he finishes top five in MVP. That's why it's going to be hard to put him in top five, though, because the Bears are going to be so bad. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, but I know that's why it's bold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I extreme, think he's going to be an amazing. Like, like, see, my bold take, which wasn't even that bold, was having, was, was having, uh, what's this, uh, uh, Quentin Johnson for Dark Horse rookie of the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's still pretty damn bold. Yeah. It's bold. But it's not as bold but, as that. It's no, no, that's, yeah, that's bold. See, like, I like Justin Fields, but coming out of college, I still just I don't see. I I don't know. I, I shouldn't say I don't. I don't know how to explain it. I don't see the it factor in him that everyone. Else, I know he can run. I know he got better at throwing the ball as the season went on last year, but like they're comparing him to making the same leap as Jalen Hurts, and I'm that's like, that's where I'm at. And no, I that's know, exactly yeah. where I'm at. I don't know if I'm ready to say that yet. I feel like it still has to be one more season away after this one. I, what... I I think getting DJ Moore is the difference. Because yeah, I think like, he actually has a proper number one that he yeah. can throw the ball to. Not in I know he's a long yards receiver, but in short yards, he's gonna have a guy to go to. Yeah. And that well, excites me yeah. a lot. Yeah. Because he's not yeah. gonna have to run all the time. He's gonna have to learn to not run all the time. Yeah. But he's got a receiver. And I yeah. didn't pick him in fantasy because, I again, what I'm saying is bold for a reason. I didn't pick yeah. DJ Moore in fantasy for that reason. Yeah, I think I might have him in one league. But I, I'm very excited for that combo. I think it's oh. going to light the league up. Oh, this is interesting, too. I just saw this. I didn't, I didn't see this before, before we came on. But two hours ago, NBC Sports Chicago said that he had uh, Justin Fields inks his long-term deal with Reebok. Nice. So there you go. That's good. That's good. It's more money in his pocket. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I think Justin Fields can get there. I and I, listen, I could be way off, and I'll, I'll own it if I am. And I could be way off. I'm I'm more risk of being off than you are. Like I don't get me wrong. I still think he can make a Jalen Hurts type leap. I just don't think it's going to be this season. I think it's going to be the season after because the Bears are not. Because when Jalen Hurts took his leap. The team took the leap with him. That was part of it. Yes. So I think the Bears' offense does that. I really do. I think, I they think the Bears' the... offense does that. But I'm also not, not a Super Bowl leap. Exactly. But yeah. They, but but like, not like I don't know. I don't know what's a yeah. fair record for them. But I still think they're gonna make a nice leap. I really do. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I think they can get they can, you know, Fields and that team can come close to making an Eagles type leap. They can. Make, get close to a playoff spot, but I don't think this is going to be like the Jalen Hurts and Eagles thing last year where, where they just exploded. So it's it's not going. That's why I'm saying it's going to take probably one more year and to get Justin Fields really fine tuned before they make that next step. So that's why I'm saying it. It's just it, you know like that's why. But that's that's part of the reason why it's the pot cookies game of the week, just because. Yes, it's the old school rivalry. Yes, oh, every you know, eighty plus year old NFL exec loves that game. But that's that can't Fox apparently. 
Again, yeah. I love you, Fox. I love you, CBS. I loved you, NBC. But like, guys, put these commentators yeah. at some actual good games. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, like, like that. Please that's, do just not like, like you're not like. And then remember, if this was even like this is not a good game. This wasn't even a good game when Aaron Rodgers was dominating them for the past ten. I years. think if Aaron Rodgers was there, it would I would be hyped. But he's not. Yeah, so I'm not. But the thing is, but the thing is, the only reason we'd be hype is to is to see him say, "I own you, I own you" again in the end zone after scoring for the ten thousandth time against the Bears. So it's like, it's you know that would have been more intrigue. But when you have Jordan Love, who I just we just know is not that good, it's he's not. It's like, it's it's just it's going to be so just abysmal. Though I mean, the only thing I think worth watching. I mean, besides how Justin Fields performs, is to see, and honestly, this is probably the only set. This, this is like the, a distant second compared to how Justin Fields performs. But the second biggest thing in that game is who's getting the carries: Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon. Both. So, and that's it. Yeah, and that and, and then like, they you know, and they don't have receivers. That's the thing. Like Aaron Rodgers yeah. work with these receivers. Jordan, like Jordan Love, got so much hype in camp. You know why? Because he. Because he actually got development time. Yeah. And two, he took a contract extension this offseason because yeah. he knew he wasn't going to get that fifth year option. Yeah. So there you go. But that absolutely is terrible. That, I mean, just not for like, I mean, there's other games you could have picked, could have, but no, that, that by far, the second you see that on the schedule for week one, you know that's going to be the worst game, popular Bro. game of the week. Uh, I love that you picked the number one Fox game. That's great. Um, do you want to guess the line on ESPN right now before we go to break? For that game? Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I will say – I mean, I feel like the Bears are the favorite to win that game. So, I would say Bears minus four. Bears minus one. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of wild. Wow. Basically a pick'em, which is I find is. crazy. Oh, I just realized speaking of pick'ems, we all lost we all lost the first game of week one because we all picked the Chiefs over the line. You know, by the way, you know who didn't? So we're doing a ten dollar pick'em league with Shane, Brandon, myself, and a bunch of our friends. You know who didn't pick the, the Chiefs? Shane didn't. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I was and you know what? I I just think you remember telling you. I wanted to pick the Lions, and you were like, no. "I did too. <laughs> I did too." But I texted Shane the same thing. I, I, my bull prediction week oh, one was that the Lions oh. were gonna win. I was right, oh, no. but I'm too afraid to pick them in a league where we have ten dollars on the line, where we both put yeah. ten bucks. Oh, I man. said it. I said it. If I was betting in Vegas, I would have not bet the Lions. I would have been too scared to do that. <laughs> That ended up being the wrong choice. All right, we'll be right back after break. I'll give you my pot cookies game of the week, uh, and then we'll talk about um, my endeavor of the offseason, let's say. Um, And then uh, we'll call it a night. All right, we're back from our final break of the night. Um, All right, I decided on my pick. Now, I want to give you guys a preface here. So I got like a bunch of Seahawks stuff in my room, got some Seattle stuff. Look, I live in Seattle. I am going to get some Chargers stuff, though. I'm in the process of getting some Chargers stuff as we speak for the season. 
Sometimes I'm Seahawks stuff. I have Taylor Swift over here. Yes, I'm Swifty. Sue me, okay? <laughs> um, not some Taylor Swift. Got some Marvel. Got some DC stuff. Just keep that in mind as I say this. My pick, Ram Seahawks. Pock Piggy's game of the week. Yeah. I had a feeling you would actually pick that before you even said all, you know, all this stuff. I had a feeling that, that was going to be it. And that sounds bad. And okay, so number one is I think the one over under I'm guaranteed to get wrong. I said under Seattle wins because I think that I think I said early in the summer that they'll have like four or five. I'm going to pull myself back on that. They're probably going to make the playoffs. The NFC is too terrible. Yeah. They're probably yeah. going to find their way in the playoffs. I just think they're going to look rocky. I just yeah. think Geno Smith, I, I just think the Geno Smith contract was stupid. Yeah. And I think you should have just given him a franchise tag if you really wanted him back. I don't think he's necessarily a bad quarterback. I just think some of it's one year wonder a little bit. Yeah. But then I, I was looking at the Rams roster the other week, like looking at Madden, looking at it just in general on their depth chart. That's a bad team. Yeah, it's not really, good. That's a I I started to realize. Oh, Sean McVay and Cooper Cup can't save this roster, can it? No. And like Matt Stafford still has that arm issue. Cooper Cup is not there, and people are like, oh, Van Jefferson. May I remind you that last year this also happened later in the yeah. year. Who was who was the Rams' number one receiver when that happened? Tyler Higby was the number one receiver. And I like Tyler Higby as a tight end, but I don't want him to be my number one receiver week in, week out. Yeah. He'll probably be their number one receiver. This Rams team is bad. And while I do push back on what I said in the summer, and I do think the Seahawks will make the playoffs, I just think they're going to have periods of the season where it's just going to be this insane roller coaster like it is with every Seahawks season. But I think this one especially, I'm just expecting it. Just up, then, down, up, down, weird. The defense yeah. with Jamal Adams, I think, is going to be better, but it won't be perfect in the cover three system. Geno's going to struggle, even with three good receivers. I, I I just look at it and go, it, it this, this is going to be a start of a rocky playoff birth season for Seattle and a season where Sean McVay might have to consider his future by the end. We also got to realize too, Aaron Donald's hurt hurt last year, so yeah. he's coming back into another. He's only getting older, so so is Cooper Cup. <laughs> like, yeah, and like the, the dude you know, the, the whole... dude went to a specialist in Minnesota this week and probably will go on IR, yeah. which means we might not see him until like week five. Yeah, which is bad because I know somebody in my sleeper league picked him in round one. Yeah, <laughs> but. Like, and I mean, even going back to your Seahawks, like, you know, it's it's crazy because I I have Kenneth Walker the third on my fantasy team, but it's like they're playing a game now. It's like, is he going to play or not? Because, like, he's being Yeah, upgraded. he's got the groin. He's got the groin thing. Yeah. And it's so like, I don't and know. It's like, and it's like now, you know, what, what becomes of Zach Charbonnet? Really so, good. I think the answer yeah. is really good because they just know what they're doing at running back somehow, yeah. some way. But again, I don't think it matters, though. When you think about Seattle in this game and moving forward, I don't know how much the running game might be the only positive thing we say about this roster for most of the year. Yeah. Uh, That's just kind of how I feel about it. And look, their team overall is still pretty solid. I just feel like it's just going to be this rocky 
situation where it's like every week we have a different thought on the Seahawks. It's it's crazy like, that we're, what the hell. It's crazy that we're talking about a, a the running game possibly being the best part of their team when you have receivers like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett still still produce and put up numbers and it's like it's just but that's what that's the whole thing is like. Is Gino going to be the Gino of last year, or is he the one hit, one hit wonder, one year wonder? And I think he is a one year wonder. So it's like that's why it's like, you know, it, it's it's like he's a guy that people say, oh yeah, you can go for him in fantasy, but it's like, oh, do you really want to? Like he, he's, I don't think he's going to do it again. So, and again, I'm not saying, and I, again, here's the thing: I'm not saying that Gino Smith is going to be trash. I'm not saying he's going to be benchable for lock that's not what i'm trying to say here yeah i'm just trying to say that i think he's gonna be average at best yeah and that's fine yeah but i just think he's gonna look average the whole year and look mo like their their corners like they improve i think their corners are gonna be pretty i think the secondary honestly thinking about it more thoroughly is still gonna be pretty good i just think there's gonna be hiccups there i think i think that defense is just gonna have hiccups we yeah. like this whole team just feels like the hiccups. I think that's but, the way to put it. It's just like yeah. it's just gonna be this constant roller coaster of like we know this team's gonna make the playoffs. But they don't I, really I, deserve to be there. I much. guess. I don't know. I don't know if that's exactly the right wording we'll say at the end of the year, but it's just like I know I'm gonna be wrong with their over under, but I'm like, it's just gonna be weird. It's just gonna yeah. be like if you're a Seahawks fan, like our buddy Shane is obviously here, you know, locally in Seattle. Yeah. Like we've been through roller coasters like this with the Seahawks. It's kind of part of the course. Yeah. But I just, I'm just expecting it. I'm just yeah. expecting this constant roller coaster weekend, week out. And, and it's, it's going to be even worse for the Rams. Cause I don't even think if there's a coaster, <laughs> there might be like a, like a tea coaster or something, like the coaster you put for your beer or yeah. tea or whatever. But that's about it. Man. Yeah, the more I think about it, that actually is a pretty bad game. That's actually, yeah. Like, I don't think anything's going to top Packers Bears. For, for... I don't think anything's going to top Cardinals Commanders, but hey. <laughs> yeah, but see, that was the whole stipulation. We can't pick the Cardinals because it's just, we know they're going to be the absolute worst. We know their games are just not going to be that watchable, at least for like 11 weeks. We're saying that right now, but we'll see what happens. I want to see them the first month of the year. I actually have to care about watching Josh Dobbs play football for a month. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Minus like, when he was in see, college. But see, that that's the whole thing. Like, you know, we say, oh, yeah, you know, they could do something. But let's, let's be real here. No one's going to want to watch Josh Dobbs play quarterback. And by the way, he's still learning the playbook. Their playbook is going to be oh really small. God. He just got there like five I days about, ago. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, Lord. He literally just got there five days ago. See, here's the thing. I would have rather had Colt McCoy be my starter. I would have been yeah. so much happier with that, but whatever. Um, Okay, pop culture topic. This is easy. Yeah, your boy had off-season surgery about a week ago. Wisdom yeah, teeth removal. You were you were you were out for what a week, week and a half. Yeah, I, my coworker uh, said I sounded drunk. I was not drunk, I assure <laughs> you, but I sounded drunk. Yeah. So basically, in I think it, so the whole story is in June, I went to the dentist 
got my cleaning and they're like, hey, you, you need to get your wisdom teeth out. And it's been like five years. I need to get it out for like five years. The only prominent cause was it like kind of chipped at my cheek a little bit for like a few months. But I was like, you know what? Do I really want to keep risking this? Probably not. No. And the good and the good thing is they were not in the gum. They were all out. They were all like out. They were all like regular teeth. I was like, okay, fine. And I was like, and I'm going, I'm thinking trying to go back in October or something. I might have to change my appointment or whatever. I'll figure it out. But basically, I was like, okay, I have a deadline end of October to get this done. Because I don't want to go back and get a cleaning and be like, you didn't get this done. I don't want that. Yeah. Right. I trust. My, I was like, OK, fine. I am not going to get this done during the season. I'm not going to get this done in July. I'm not going to get this done in June right after my appointment. So I'm going to get this done in August. And the only appointment was late August, a week before the season. I was like, you know what? Perfect. This is great. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. So 29th of August, go to Dentist the Mako Tio. Uh, they get a shout out on this podcast. They not only are the dentist phenomenal, my oral surgeon was phenomenal. Um, basically as the story goes, I walk in by the way, and there's a girl like with gauze in her mouth and like basically lolly. Yeah, loopy. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, mom's like, that's gonna be you. I'm like, <laughs> that's really what she said. She's like, that's gonna be you. And I'm like, God damn it, really, I need this now. I'm about to go under. Like, I don't need this. So I get it's like nine in the morning on my day off, by the way, on a Tuesday. And so I, I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I know that you're saying this. I know that you're saying this like for jokes and you're also nervous, but like, let me do this, right? Don't make me back out. This has to get done. I don't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. This has to get done or else like something is going to happen with my teeth. I don't want to lose another one of my teeth because my wisdom teeth are whatever. So yeah. I, so I, so go in there, 915, get in, sign whatever I need to sign, whatever the hell. Uh, they, they put me on IV, had one hit there, had like, they've had to put me on IV. So basically when you get two teeth out or one, they're just going to like numb you. Basically they might laugh and gas you, but they're just going to numb you. And that's kind of it. But if you have all four, they're going to put you out because it's too uncomfortable. It's, it's just, it's not worth it. And even if I only had to do one or two, I probably would just ask to be put out. I don't need to. Yeah. I don't want to. Don't want to I, even feel it at, at all. Yeah. So they put one in, didn't work. Luckily, I'm really skinny, so they saw my vein. They knew where. So the second one went in fine. And yeah. that was the only thing that hurt in the entire surgery was that, which makes yeah. sense because they're putting a needle in you. Oh. Yeah. And then and then so there I'm like okay. He's like I, I'm like are he, my oral surgeon comes. He's like are you? I'm like yeah I'm ready. He's like I love gratitude. Let's go. I'm like oh, let's go. And I was like oh, all right you know this and that and then you have the heart rate monitor you have like the number like my mom worked as a manager in dentistry so she had to remember the numbers there's a number associated with your tooth yeah the dentist thing and then like the extra there's extra numbers for the wisdom teeth so these are the numbers they had to get out based on their previous x-ray i didn't get a new x-ray just my previous one nothing changed anyway um so so okay so like ready to go i'm like i'm ready and i was like can i close my eyes and he's like yeah close your eyes Close my eyes, two seconds, out. Gone. I was asleep. I was gone. And what my mom told me, because she's seen wisdom teeth surgery, obviously, because she worked in dentist office. Basically, during that period, sorry to scare you, but this is the truth. During that period, you're in IV. You are semi-conscious. You are like, your eyes are technically open. 
That's uh, weird. Your eyes are technically open because, and this is why my mom explained this to me because they, you literally are, you're part of the surgery. You are, they say, hey, move your mouth back, move your tongue back. You do that subconsciously without knowing for like wow. 30, yes. Because you have, you, how else are they going to get in your teeth? If you get, that, put, yeah. If you get put, I've been on IV for surgery for like my leg because I have cerebral palsy, nothing tremendous, but like they put me out completely. My mouth was closed. I was sleeping. You have your semi conscious. Yeah, how else to, are you going to, yeah. how else are they going to put it yeah. out? But just think about this subconsciously without you knowing, you are helping them do the surgery for like 30 minutes. It's an actual thing that happens. Yeah, thank God it never happened to me. <laughs> I never had to deal with wisdom teeth, so I, I never, I don't have to experience that. So but. that, so there you go. So that's something to note is that you, you are part of the surgery. You are part of them taking them out. I asked for my teeth. You've seen the photo, and you yeah. almost puked seeing that. Yeah, that that was rough. I was like, oh man, I was like, please get off my screen. It's I'm on your phone. No, I'm sorry. I was like, when I saw it, I'm like, I'm like, I gotta get rid of this. Like, I can't look at it for more than five seconds without wanting to like vomit. Like, oh just... Jesus Christ, it's bad. Um. So, so they take it all out, right? And I, I. So here's what I remember. I remember waking up, seeing myself in, seeing myself literally get out of the chair, kind of for like one, for like a millisecond, like one second, and then I blink, and the next moment I'm in my mom's car. Yeah, I, I swear to God. I, see, I can't imagine that because that scares the hell out of me. Not be like the the one of my biggest fears is not being in control of my body. I've been I've been drunk like that, so I know see, what that feels like. See, like I've I've never drank, never had a sip of alcohol, never never had anything like you know any psychedelics. Everyone you ever want to call it, any, any like hallucinogens? No, no pot. No pot, no pot yeah, no, no pot, pot cookies, <laughs> no pot cookies, but but like so it's it's because the big my one of my biggest fears is not being in control of my body, not being able to like in control of like rational thought. You so, are not basically it wasn't surgery. You're not in control for about an hour, for yeah, about like that, 30, 40 minutes. That's what scares me. Is like I I need to have control over my body, like because I just don't want anything bad to happen. Plain and simple. But it's just like so when you say that oh. I literally like stood up for a millisecond, closed my eyes, and boom, in my mom's car. I'm like, that would scare me. I would think I was, I was in a bad dream. No, but like straight up, I get pulled out of the chair. I'm like, out of the chair, I blink, and the next moment, I'm just in my mom's car talking to my mom. By the way, not drowsy, really. I was fine. But yeah. they have gauze in your mouth. I asked my mom the day after. I had like four gauzes in my mouth for each thing. Yeah. And then after I started like getting comfortable with it, I could only put one in because putting four in that mm. right side for me is so sensitive of my mouth. I can't believe I didn't puke because I didn't feel it. I was numb. But yeah. when I, but when I tried to put more in like after the surgery, like a couple hours, I couldn't do it. Mm. I literally had to have one gauze in and like pull it. Like I would, I would hold it underneath like one of my teeth. Like it would be, this is, this sounds gross, but it's factual. It's kind of funny. Yeah. So the, a clean gauze, right? Put it underneath the tooth, like where the tooth was. Yeah. Two seconds later, you take it out. It's full of blood. Oh, oh. That's how much blood it is. Like an hour after the damn surgery. 
See, I can. It's insane. Like my my teeth are are pretty good. It's just that over the year, like I I had to fill a really deep cavity, um, back in in February, so almost right almost right around my birthday, and I had to fill it, um, and because I because the, the summer before, so summer of twenty two, I was in Florida and I had real bad pain, like sore like sensitivity. From yeah. any anything cold that I ate or drank, and I'm like, oh, oh that's crap. the worst, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh crap, that's bad. But I hadn't gone to the dentist. Now my mouth is is pretty good anyway, but so but so I'm surprised it even went that far. But I hadn't gone to the dentist in like five six years. That's not good. Yeah, you got to so, go for your checkup. Yeah. So, my plan so. is like late next year, I'm gonna get crest whitening strips, and yeah, because I can finally like properly want to whiten my teeth. Yeah. That's like the main like, thing I want to do. Like mine have always been fu- like mine have always been fine, so like yeah. that was why I didn't go to the dentist for so long. But I didn't realize that on that one tooth, that over the course of five years, it was just like it was just basically eroding away at the enamel and stuff, and eventually it, yeah. it got that big cavity. Like they said, it was so close to having to be, uh, like deadened, and yeah. then and then and then uh. uh you know, like when you when you deaden the tooth, eventually over the course of, of you know, like five five ten years later, it eventually falls out on its own. It oh just... shit! So like they don't they don't pull it out. So because it's still a live tooth, they would just basically do a root canal, kill the tooth, and then you know you'd be okay. But after five ten years, like you know down the line, however many years, especially if you take care of your teeth, it could be longer. But eventually the tooth will eventually fall out because it, it, it's gonna die. So it was so dang. so it was so close to being to the to the root. That they were like, oh, we don't know if we can fill this or not, or we're gonna have to just kill the tooth and do a root canal. So they oh, were like, man. so my dad so is I... my dad's has like two or three root canals. Ruminion, Ruminion, like hard candy, terrible. Yeah, back in like the eighties and nineties, like fuck. Yeah. So for me, when I when they said, oh, we can save this, I was it was a, such a sigh of relief. But I always take care of my teeth anyway. I've never had a teeth pulled never had never had like i never had that was the worst cavity I ever had usually my cavities are really small and you can see the fillings and like they're in the back of my mouth they're in the my molars in the back yeah. uh but they didn't need to be filled anyway and the fillings they used were, were like they were the old school like black ones so they, they you know it just it's whatever but but my teeth are usually like i only have maybe about like in terms of like cavities that you can see like mm-hmm. where they filled i only Oh my god, I'm like getting like heartburn right now. You can only see, uh, I think, like, well, there, you there's Thomas, the... bro. You need some Thomas. No, it's in my, it's in my grandmother's room. I'm fine. I'll be all right. Mm. But it's, it's there, so there's two in the back here, two in the back. So all four on, so the two and two are filled. Uh, two of them are partially filled, and then the other two are almost fully filled, like 75 percent filled. But they're only like surface level cavities. They didn't need to fill them. They just did it anyway. So they kind of like, I don't, I don't want to say took advantage of the insurance, but they kind of did. Uh, but that was back when I was like 13. So I was a kid when they when they did when they did it. And then um, but the sensitivity, thank God, has gone away. Um, but the it's on this side of my mouth. So it's on the right side of my mouth where the big cavity was. Um, but they were able to fill it. And I love my dentist. He was a real cool dude about it. Um, it was the first time going to him too, because he he had known my grandparents for years. So he was like, We're gonna we're gonna save the tooth because we can. Like I'm not gonna I'm like he's like, if we couldn't save it. I wouldn't lie to you and say we can save it. And then all of a sudden you have more pain. So since that, no more soreness, no pain, no sensitivity, nothing. Yeah. Just take care of so, the teeth more. 
Yeah. Wake up call. Well, that's that's what it was, though. But see, like, I always take care of my teeth. But I think ever since that moment, especially, because like, I, I don't have bad breath. I don't have, like, super yellow teeth, none of that stuff. But I think that ever since that hearing that, that it was that close to being having to be root canaled, that scared me. And now, like, every single night now, I make sure that I, I have a water pick because water pick's better than actual Great. water. I have one, too. Yeah. Water pick. And I'm going to um, finally be able to properly floss and brush my teeth, dude. Like, exactly. I actually mean that. Like, it's awesome. Exactly. Like, in like a month, it's going to be great. I so, water, water pick is great. And then the electric toothbrush is yeah. really good. Yeah. Because 100%. they always say, like, they always say a manual one, like, that's old school, but manual one, obviously, you're using, you're using your hand to push it along. Whereas with that one, you just hold it there and it, it deep cleans your teeth. Yeah. So, it's like, that's, I do the same thing. So, yeah. So yeah, I've done I've done that though, but my and my mouth has never felt cleaner stuff like that. Like this is a whole dentist talk. Like, like my God, we could have a whole dent that dental podcast. Well, like, I mean, this that this is what the postcard scene is. It just ends up being about dentistry. But that's, but that's that's literally what it is. Like, but ever since that moment, so ever since that February, I've taken so this past February, I've I've like I always like I said, I always take care of my teeth. My teeth aren't bad at all. It's just that. That was the moment where I was like, "Oh, I really have to start like taking real like good care of them, like making yeah. sure I make sure every single day." Like, because there were some times where it was like, if I was tired at night from work or whatever, I would just come home and and brush. That wasn't often, but like, as there was you know every now and then you have, you have a day or two where you can't like do See, it. I I've done I've done that before, and now with this wisdom teeth, I'm gonna fucking stop doing it because because that because yeah. that that's my thing. And that was my thing too, because my my dent my dentist told me in my cleaning in June that she's like I can't even get back there, and I can yeah. open your mouth. I can't even get back there and clean yeah. your wisdom teeth. So I know that you can't, right? And it sucks. Yeah. Cleaning them sucks. Like try, it's awful. Oh yeah. So, to to continue, so I so I come home, I come home, and I'm just going to explain wisdom teeth removal. I'm just going to, because I did extensive research on this. So yeah. number one is, number one is if you don't get them done, I can't, I got so lucky because I didn't get them done early, but I also kind of waited to let them grow a little bit, which I think mm-hmm. ended up being better. But I never recommend it to anybody. Don't do what I did. It's it's a yeah. really bad idea. Basically a wisdom tooth, a taking time bomb, because what happens is that tooth will, especially my bottom ones, because they were like curving in. They'll yeah. curve in so much that they will obstruct the teeth, ne- the tooth next to it, the healthy tooth next to it. They will literally obstruct that. That will have a cavity. That tooth will die, and the wisdom tooth will die. So you're gonna have Dang. more teeth. Yep. So it's, a, that, it's, a, it's just a double whammy. It's it in the, the what I've heard too is it's not a matter of when. It's not a matter of if it's when. It's gonna yeah. happen at some point if you don't get it done. I got very lucky. So. So, so the way that I got it done is a little different because he just kind of had to pull the tooth out or whatever, but I'll just, I'll just go from it from the perspective of it's in your gums. You have to get it out. So basically what happens is let's just say it's four. So IV sedation. And then they also put needles in the gum where yeah, the, te- the needles in the gum to numb the gum. Not only did my dentist do that, he also numbed these teeth here in the middle. We don't have oh, wisdom God. teeth. So we numbed basically my whole gum. Whole mouth. Yeah, the geez. whole mouth because it was four of them. But what happens is they do that. They cut 
the, this is if it's in there. They cut the gum, take the tooth out, and there's this process called tooth sec- sectioning, which is very common if it's in there, where they cut the tooth in half. They splice it in half, and then take this thing called an elevator, which is like this long thing, and pull the tooth out one by one, clean it. Sometimes they'll put a filling on it, especially if it's in the gums. And then they do that for all the teeth, sew it up. And now what's cool with the new technology is it's, it's a dissolvable stitch. So it dissolves. So you don't have to go back, which is kind yeah. of cool. So I never, I don't have to do that. But so yeah, they cut into the gum, do that. But what happened was, so it, the top two teeth, they were fine. You just pulled them out. Yeah. Same with the one here on the right. Pulled them out, fine. The one here on the bottom left of my tooth, so that tooth sucked because that tooth was the one that was kind of curving in. The bottom two were curving in. The two were straight, but they were obviously kind of protruding Yeah, with the gums or whatever. So then what ended up happening is because so I had this. So not only was it next about to like hit my tooth, the gum there, the gum that's next to it was huge because it didn't have a place to like rest. It just yeah. rested on the tooth. So because of that, he had to do tooth sectioning. He cut my he cut that small tooth, fairly small compared to my top tooth. He cut it in half, took it out, cleaned it. And it it hurts. And I knew it was that one because that's the one that hurts. That's yeah. the one that's still pretty bothersome. And so this, so then when I get home, it felt like this, like my bottom area where my gums are and my jaw was like so big and my body didn't realize it because it was so numb so i gave myself a cut in the middle of the bottom i gave myself a huge cut in the bottom that took a week to heal so i had to heal from that on top of the wisdom teeth getting removed and the the thing that was scraping the cheek that also took a week to heal that wasn't as bad but that also had to fully heal because it never like fully healed. It just kept getting hit. Yeah. So I had to heal from all of that. And then, and then, so I did that and now there's just holes. It's just a massive fucking, this sounds sexual. It's not, it's gum. It's a massive flipping hole in four sides of my mouth, four separate holes yeah. inside of my mouth. And obviously couldn't eat solid food, had sorbet and a bunch of stuff. And finally, I took nine days, like eight days of antibiotics, one in the morning, one at night, which I stopped a couple days ago. Couldn't work out for a week. Couldn't basically do anything because like I was in real pain the first couple days and then it kind of went away because I went back to work on the third day. Yeah. Like day three, day zero is surgery. So generally like day two, I went back to work anyway. So now I'm at the point where it's pretty healed. My jaw was really sore. My gums are still healing because my gums, I think, are adjusting to the fact that there's no tooth there. So yeah. eating is still a little weird. I think it's also because they were numbed. Yeah. And that well, there's no, there's no, there's no pain, right? No pain now. I mean, no there's, pa- there's pain in the gum, like sometimes. Yeah. But that's just because it's healing. That just tells me yeah. that it's it takes it takes a while. It yeah. Takes a while. It takes. It's gonna take like six months for the hole is gonna close in like the next week, and I'll get to that whole endeavor um 
but then the actual gum so the bone has to like where the bone was has to heal yeah. below like in the jaw and that's why your jaw is sore because that my mom explained there's trauma in the jaw because yeah that bottom end of your tooth that's the root the root is in your jaw not in your oh, gum. Yeah. It's, in, it's in the jaw so then what happens is they so so that's part of the how your jaw hurt so then because there's all these holes what i had to start doing and i waited a little bit because i didn't have like as much solid food until like the last couple days so what you have to do after eating really solid food i had orange chicken the other day and that was like the first time where i'm like i had to do this orange chicken and rice great great meal um and this is probably one of the most unpleasant and uncomfortable things i've ever done it does it's not painful it's just the reality of it yeah and it can be painful because the gum is still healing. With not the top two, but the bottom two, you have to take a syringe. Then we're supposed to do salt water or the rinse they give you, the mouth. Oh, rinse, yeah, the salt is like water, a gum. Yeah. And you have to take the syringe and go right there underneath that <laughs> hole and squirt salt oh, water gosh. or the mouthwash, or I just do water. Squirt all of the all of the gunk out of the hole. Because if you don't do that, you get, get infected. You, you get infected. You get dry socket. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And I, I'm I have to do that until Wednesday, oh. and then I can stop. Oh. See, it's so it's great, but it's so fucking unpleasant. See, it's I'm just like you're squirting water in a hole. Yeah, like it's gross. I'm you. It's not, I'm gross. Used it's to not the gross. It's not gross, but it's like yeah. it's uncomfortable. I'm used to the salt water technique though, because I, especially when you have either a cavity or whether you have, or not even, not really a cavity, when you have a deep cleaning, sometimes yeah. when it would like, when, when you clean, when they clean really thoroughly, your gums will bleed for like a week. Yeah. So, so that happened to me back in, back in August. I had a deep cleaning because it was six months since I filled the cavity plus my last visit. Um, and I remember, like I freaked out because my I literally could not floss like uh, on the left side of my mouth like in the in the back back teeth. And it was so hard to floss for like three or four days because it was still so sore in the gum and in between the tooth yeah. that it was like it would like the the water would hit it and I was like oh like my mouth I'm like my mouth I would go like down yeah. my mouth because it would be like so like it wouldn't be painful painful but it'd be like a jolt to your system yeah. like when you when you feel it yeah. so. You know, so but the way I fixed it was I like for the for like about four or five days, all I did was just straight up just rinse with salt water for like a minute. It sucks because it tastes like the fucking sea. And yeah, it's disgusting. Well, yeah, that's that's the whole point. And that yeah, but but you know, salt does have like a lot of healing properties. That's why I also like you know they use salt for like you know in the winter to get rid of snow and stuff. Like it, it's yeah. able to yeah have a, kind of like a, a soothing effect a little bit of, of certain things. So. You know it it does that so then once i did that for about for about five days or so then like about a week or so later it stopped finally bleeding because it would bleed when i was flossing it and then now i don't bleed anymore like it, like it took about a week and a half almost two weeks for it to finally like fully fully stop bleeding yeah. so because like she really cleaned like really deep so as you should have for getting a cavity there too so yeah, yeah. so so, you know, but the thing is the cavity is on the other side. Yeah. 
for, so for some reason, I don't know why she cleaned so deep on the one side. I guess because the one side was probably maybe a little bit more yellow or something like that. Yeah. But, but it was so, I guess she just was really thorough with it and didn't realize how thorough she was. Again, not a bad thing. That's how dentists should be. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's just that it sucks because for like literally for about a week, and that's just that's for not even for the wisdom teeth. That's just for a deep cleaning. You're gonna be bleeding for like a, a week or so, a week or two. Yeah, even, with your gums. I so luckily was only stuck. bleeding for an hour. Oh, that reminds me. So the first two days, you're in danger of dry socket, and so oh. I didn't. I never got dry socket. Very lucky because they gave me an number one. They gave me antibiotics, and I used the rinse like more than I probably should have because yeah. I was so scared. So basically, that this is the only time where blood clots are good. You know, Chris Bosch getting blood clots and all these guys yeah. getting blood clots in their knee. This is one time where you need a blood clot. You, the blood clot is the first step. That bleeding stops, blood clot gets created, yeah. and then that eventually leads to like gum tissue and stuff. But then what happens is this is why you can't drink through straws. Why you can't do alcohol? I'm I'm taking a break from alcohol until like Sunday because antibiotics. Like oh, so that that I'm. Just, have to be careful with that too. And, so, and your Seahawk, your Seahawks gonna force you to drink. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Even though I'm not really a fan of them anymore, probably. At least yeah. one beer or so. But um, uh, this is why this is why that is literally why the, the those things are in place. Because how my mom explained the dry socket thing is first, that blood clot gets out, it just gets removed, which very easily can happen. To a degree, if you're not thorough and careful. But what my mom told me is the pain is so bad you can't get out of bed. Oh. The pain is so bad in your mouth. Your pain, the dry socket means that the pain is so bad in your mouth that you can't move. You can't do anything. That's awful. And imagine, imagine getting in, by the way. It's, it seems very easy to get. I think the statistic is like three to five percent of people get it. Of the eight or of the whatever eight thousand to a million people that get the surgery, but can you imagine getting all four of your teeth taken out and then not have and then having dry socket in all four of them? Can you imagine the yeah, level of pain you'd be in? You like that's. I, I, I don't know how many more things would be, would be more painful than that. To be My honest. mom told me there's not many. There's yeah. not many in your mouth. And by the way, your mouth is very sensitive, but it also heals very quickly because of saliva. Yeah. And stuff. Which is yeah. also why even though this is going to take long to like develop, it's still going to be really fast. But again, yeah. sorry to kind of end the pot on that note, but seriously, dry socket is terrible. It's yeah. really bad. Really See. bad and really scary. And see if what people don't know is the next time we do a pod, our our backup our backup topic, if it wasn't going to be about our dental records, was was going to be about wasn't it? Were we, were we discussing Blue Beetle? Did you watch it? I didn't watch it yet. I want to. Dang! Well, watch it before the next pod so we can talk about it. I saw yeah. it on National Cinema Day. I saw yeah. so so this so this over the summer, over the last I think few weeks or I guess month, Barbie. Oppenheimer two weeks ago, I think at this point, and then Blue Beetle, uh, and then yeah. the Creator commercial came on. They did like an that extended preview of the Creator. I want to talk about that when that movie comes out. Uh, probably want to talk about Priscilla as well. Yeah, the new Elvis movie. 
but that's probably it for September because Dune got delayed. So I think that's about it for a while. I don't want to talk about Wonka very much. Yeah, so, I know people are not really excited for that anyway. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's kind of where um, Elemental's coming out on Disney Plus next week. We should probably yeah, plan to do that's... do a, a post credit scene on that movie as well. Um, oh, I, I do have a topic for our next pod that we're not going to get to today, but I want to talk about the Spectrum ESPN cares dispute. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm not going to. We're not going to get to it today because we're way over time. But next time we do a pod, we're going to talk about that carriage dispute because that carriage dispute is one of the most unique. carriage disputes in a very long time uh but we'll get to that next week or not next week in probably a few days here yeah Uh, but brandon thanks for joining us man new season finally new season new company new podcast i know you're you're getting your eagle stuff and eagles pod getting set up too we'll promote that as we can but uh yeah man finally new season yeah i'm excited for it and uh, you know what i also apologize if early on in the pod tonight I sounded like like there are certain things I realized when I listened to myself again, like when I was like talking about certain things. I'm like, did I make sense? But then I'm no, like, you're, you're fine. You have a new mic. Yeah. It's just blame it on yeah. the new mic. That's a like, truth. not like well that too, but also just like some of the things I said might have sounded like a little incoherent. Also, when we started, remember, like over there for you, it was like nine o'clock at night for me. It's like midnight, <laughs> so I'm just Past exhausted. Midnight. Yeah, like, no, I'm <laughs> really tired. Like it's it's two in the morning here. Like this is ridiculous for me. <laughs> That's all we're gonna do for a whole season, so be prepared for it. Oh yeah, and also yeah, let me know how this new mic sounds when everything. Yeah, kind let, of comes let out. us know in the comments as well. Uh, yeah, that, that's gonna yeah. be real interesting yeah so our plan again i think our next pod is gonna be like either sunday or monday i'll try to get it out as fast as we can but that's our plan to record and then next week i'm gonna make sure to have you on next thursday or friday because eagles vikings oh yeah that's gonna be fun to have a whole conversation on that but uh I'm gonna, thanks I'm for hopping in I'm going to railroad that whole thing on Thursday because it's going to be me. Rants come out. Either we lost horribly or won. Either way, it's going to be a whole thing dedicated to my birds. That's going to be a fun one. So, yeah, new season. Here we go. It's going to be super fun, and we hope you stick with us as we get out at minimum, bare minimum, uh, three pods a week for you uh, all to listen to. Thanks for joining me, Brandon, and uh, we'll see you soon, man. Yeah, as always, Rob. I'm, I'm always happy to be here. Yeah, follow us on social media. Uh, give us your Instagram handle for people to follow. Uh, so, real quick, we have a minute left, especially our time. Uh, Brandon Furtado 8. Uh, that's capital B, capital F, all one word. Make it nice and easy. Uh, it's funny you call it Twitter because people call it X now. I still call Fuck it Twitter. That. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's my Twitter handle. And then, and, you can follow, you, and then you can follow me at Arcelosi. You can follow us at Ethos Chargers as well. Uh, but Brandon, thanks so much for joining us, man. Absolutely, Rob. Anytime. All right. We'll see you all soon. Take care.